Tough Cookie Podcast, a podcast that celebrates badass women in food. I'm your host, Darlene Wienheisen, owner, designer, and content creator at PickleJarStudios.com. Today, I have Debbie Fred, owner of Paleo Eats with me. Debbie, welcome to Tough Cookie. Hi, Darlene. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So I wanted to start off with hearing about how you got into paleo and your journey of creating an energy bar. So start wherever... Makes sense, but I just, I'm curious about how this came about. Okay. Um, I have three children. What ages are they? They are six, eight, and 10. Okay, great. So my first daughter, she had the standard, what they called colic, which is considered normal. She screamed all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) So normal. Um, So she went from screaming all the time to having I found blood in her diaper oh my gosh what age was this infant infant oh wow a couple months old so from that point I found out she could not tolerate dairy and that was from Mm. me nursing her when I would have my lattes or my Mm -hmm. yogurt or cheese so I stopped dairy myself and then her intestinal problem went away and her screaming Mm mm-hmm and so that's where that started. <laughs> then I had my second baby um, 24 months later, and I stopped. I, did, I continued not eating dairy. And he had a lot of problems from eczema. He had a little mm, yeah. bloated belly all the time. He had intestinal issues, not as severe as my daughter. He... Um, growing up had a lot of behavioral issues. Mm. So after lots of little person counseling, play therapy, um, the last therapy session for him because of all his behavioral challenges, I asked the gal if it could be food related. Mm -hmm. She said, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So I decided myself to take him off gluten and grains, wheat. Okay. And did you have a clue that it might be wheat? Not at you the just, time. I mean, we're thinking that's a common thing. Yeah, I just thought, what else can I take out of his diet? Mm, yeah. And I had done a lot of research myself. I had taken him to doctors that are would say, have you been to the lake? Maybe it's Giardia. Maybe. <laughs> um, Maybe you need antibiotics. Maybe you need. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I did a lot of self-education and. His eczema went away. His little bloated belly went away. Everything went away. His behavior did a 180. Wow. Yeah. Then I had my third baby 22 months later and kept him off everything. And he's been thriving. No problems. Mm -hmm. So that's the root of how this all started. And I've always loved to bake. That's what I always did if I went to a potluck or I always was the one that brought the dessert. Yeah. Um, some sort of baking bread, something like that. And um, I love to bake too. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So it just kind of, um, I was an MRI tech for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And this, I, it is a passion now for sure, but this um, 
whole new way of baking. Yeah. I had to learn how to bake wheat-free, grain-free, dairy-free, and then it just kind of escalated into something that was important to me with my family and mm-hmm. and then trying to find something on the market that tastes good. Yeah. That uh, fits those needs was challenging that they would eat. Yeah, just as snacks or or like a loaf of bread or, I mean, something yeah. to make sandwiches with, but you know, yeah, something to put in their lunches. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've experimented a little bit with the wheat-free, dairy-free, um, baking and it's tough. It's, it doesn't always turn out and ingredients are expensive and yeah, it can be frustrating. Yeah. So. It took a lot of practice and mm-hmm. I can say now that it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been 10 years of playing with it. Mm-hmm. So you went from being an MRI tech to, to having this company. Was that a, a gradual process? Tell me about that <laughs> journey. <laughs> I, I worked, I believe it was a 30 hour position after having all three kids. And then I would take call on the nights and weekends varying. But one day a week I rented a gluten-free kitchen, downtown Bend on Hill street. Oh, okay. It's called gotta be gluten-free. Yeah. So I, I had a partner at the time, and we went full force with bread, muffins, granola, cookies, mm. sold cookie dough. I had two other bars that were raw, and I think that's it. Mm-hmm. So it was more of a hobby, and I went around town, and I got into Newport Market, I think was my first account, and I'll never forget the, the buyer, who's now the manager now, Joe, saying... He pretty much was giggling when I walked in with this bar wrapped in saran wrap with a sticker on it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he laughed again because he said it turned out to be the best-selling bar in the market. And that was oh, in 2012. Wow. Yeah. So you went directly to it, just I did your <laughs> bars and went directly to him. And, yeah. And did, how did you get a meeting with him or did you just show up? I just up? stomped in the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I did for everything. That's awesome. I feel like... That's what I would do because I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Anything else? What you know? Yeah. I just went in there. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna go in and see what they think. <laughs> That's but great. It, it was crazy because I'd work, I don't know, 10, 12 hour days, and I deliver on my way. I work out. I do CrossFit every morning or three days a week at 5:30. So I'd run to CrossFit and I'd do a delivery on the way, and then I'd run to Costco and get some groceries on my lunch and deliver after school. Go get the kids. It was super chaotic mm-hmm. um, and I definitely lost my passion to work in the medical field and it definitely transitioned to more preventative healthcare nutrition versus mm-hmm. yeah shooting patients up with dye mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I when my contract was up at the kitchen it was exactly a year I decided to find a co-packer Mm-hmm. As I couldn't keep up with the demand of baking one day a week. And Were you still doing bread and cookies and bars and all I of that? I stopped all that. I realized I went too too much too fast. Mm-hmm. So I took my most um, popular product, which was the bar. Mm-hmm. So it took me 16 months to find a gluten-free kitchen as close to Bend as possible. And that turned out to be in Salem. But it was also a challenge because the bar was raw. I wanted to make it shelf-stable. Oh, yeah. So that's probably a whole other podcast of how going to all these (laughs) co-packers trying to 
scale up a raw bar was yeah really and they hard. were they giving you pushback and saying this can't happen or what was the reaction you got from them um well for instance I went to a kitchen in Vancouver, Washington. He said, bring 100 pounds of ingredients. We'll do two batches of 50 pounds. And the bar just would not stay together. Oh. So he would just, he had this huge Hobart mixer, and he'd say, let's just throw in more dates. Just He just kept throwing in all my ingredients. And um, 100 pounds later, $650 an hour oh to use gosh. the kitchen. Seven hours later, <clears throat> yeah, he said, do you want to give this to your chickens? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this isn't going to work. He felt terrible, but... But he still charged you? He gave me a little discount, I think. Okay. He saw the look in my eyes. Um, you mean $6.50? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah. So then I found um, this co-packer in Salem called Live Foods. Mm-hmm. And the gal there worked with me to make the bar shelf stable, and we we nailed it. So yeah, it wasn't it's, until August of 2014 that this bar on the market came about. Okay, so the bars that you started with had to, <clears throat> the recipe definitely had to be changed to to the bar that you have now to make it marketable and it was altered where now it's slightly baked to help it hold it together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Instead of being raw. Yeah. The old bar mm-hmm. was covered with chocolate on top. It was very labor intensive too. So pretty impossible to have a co-packer produce that. Okay. So originally when you went to Newport Market and you had that bar and then you found your co-packer, um, did you then go back to Newport Market and other retailers and yes. kind of like relaunch? Yeah, it was cool. Everyone waited for me, even... I got into Whole Foods back in 2012 with that bar, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, was that difficult? Waited. No. For Whole Foods? Okay. No, I just marched in there in my lunch. <laughs> in my <laughs> corporate. <scraps. laughs> uh, it took a long time because you have to go through corporate. Oh, yeah. Get approvals and get sign off. And then, and then what did you have to give them in terms of production numbers? Did you have to kind of work up anything or did they just say okay we want a thousand or whatever the whole foods or whole foods um or in general (laughs) they would ask what my product minimum is and i was going boy at the time i didn't have cases like i do now but we went through them yeah but it definitely wasn't thousands yeah. In an order. <laughs> yeah. I was just curious if they if they t- turned around and then were like, all right, we want a thousand tomorrow or, you know, oh, how They were surprised. They were totally surprised how well they sold. Oh, so okay. that was cool. It yeah. was in the bakery in the grab and go section in the cold area. Oh, nice. Okay. When you approached them again, was it easier to, I mean, was it, did you just kind of pick up where you left off with your retailers? Most of them, yeah. Yeah. Whole Foods uh, moved to the bakery section. No, from the bakery, sorry, to grocery. So I had to do some paperwork there, and that took some time, different buyers and different sections. But I kept my social media up for the whole time as if I was still rolling in the stores. Oh, yeah. And I love 
educating. So I kept that up. And that's great. Some people didn't even know I was out of the stores. Yeah. Did you, did anyone ask you on social media, where can I find this? I want to buy this. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I didn't talk about my bars much at all. Just it was more the education. Education. Yeah. That's a great just idea. Just to still be active somewhere. Yeah. And um, had you always had the name Paleo Eats Energy Bars? Or? This is a funny story. Um, because I went full force with the other products, our umbrella name was Paleo Eats. And then I think the first name of that bar was the Evolution Bar. I called it the Evo Bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, let's see if I can remember, like, I don't remember what the granola was called, but everything had a name mm-hmm. under the name Paleo Eats. Okay. So when I decided to just go with the bar, I tried to trademark the Evo bar name. It was taken. <laughs> so I was proud of myself, came up with the crowbar, and it was not taken. Mm-hmm. So I ran with that and went to trademark it. And my trademark was... The pro bar went after my trademark and made me oh. stop using the crow bar name. Okay. Because it was too confusing to their consumers. Okay. Like it was too close to them or something, like too similar? Yeah. Crow and pro sounded oh. similar. The bars are very different. Hmm. So they went That's after my trademark and served me papers and. Oh, geez. To get an attorney and decided not to fight them. And I'll just go with the Paleo Eats energy bar. And not have so, um, and do you think that's, uh, something that you would expand to other products? Um, would you ever do like paleo eats granola again or something like that? I've definitely thought of bringing other products in mm-hmm. and I, I do have another food business in town that's asked me to do some co-branding. So I'm working on oh, a yeah. project there. Cool. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. How many stores are you in roughly, like, in Bend, would you say? That's not on the list. (laughs) Sorry, I just thought of it. (laughs) Um, 20 or so. Oh, okay. Central Oregon. And then I noticed that on your website, too, you do, um, people can just subscribe or buy directly. So what is that, what is that breakdown like? Is it, do you get more people, more sales through retailers or or have you seen like an uptick in subscriptions? I definitely do more wholesale mm-hmm. than direct sales on my yeah. website. And for challenges, SEO is a challenge of mine, <laughs> just getting people to my website. Oh yeah. And then also competing with myself because I sell on Amazon. Oh, okay. But the subscription service is cool because if you sign up, you can have so many bars shipped to your home once a month. And then you get a 10% discount. Mm-hmm. Nice. Do that. Mm-hmm. Would you, so do you see like subscription growing over retail ever? Or do you always kind of think that retail will be your main like bread and butter? Right now the retail is, is definitely growing. Yeah. At a faster rate, mm-hmm. which is totally cool. Yeah. I mean, I think with, um, with bars, it's it's one of those things that people, when they're going to buy their, you know, their kind bar, or their cliff bar or whatever bar, they're more likely to pick up something that they haven't tried mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. I feel like 
bar people kind of try different bars to see, you know, what they're what they taste like, what you right. know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I could see more um more people switching to your product, I guess, through mm-hmm. retail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. So how many flavors of the Paleo Eats bar do you have? I have three right now. And what are those? Tell us what they are. <laughs> yes. The coconut cacao is my original. And then off of that, um, I have a chai spice mm. and a coffee bean. Mm. Okay. Nice. And how did you come up with those flavors? Or how did what was that flavor developing, recipe developing process like? <laughs> it's it's kind of like the question, how 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 come you started your business? It just happened. Like <laughs> I develop bars that I like. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just, just what you wanted to eat. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I don't like strong nutmeg or strong clove. I like a kind of a mild chai, and so that's how this bar is. And I mm. love coffee. I'm just trying to think of flavors that everyone likes or my fourth flavor I'd like to come out with is a fruit, like a dried fruit. Mm-hmm. That sounds really good. I think starting with just what you want to eat is yeah. simple <laughs> and makes sense, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then what it's I like, like, yeah. And then mm-hmm. it's easier to, to taste and see if that's making the mark, you know? Right. If you don't right. like pomegranate, then how yeah. are you going to know if it's good? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. So what would you say is different about working in the food industry now versus maybe, you know, compared to your medical background, what are some things that you really love about working in food? I love educating people and I love shocking people. (laughs) (laughs) Explain. (laughs) I've done a couple my window TV shows. We um, filmed in natural grocers in the kitchen there. And one of my segments was ice cream. It was a mint chocolate chip and I used spinach in it to make it green. Ooh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. And everyone there was just shocked how good it tastes and no one would know there's spinach in it, but it is a paleo ice cream. Oh, wow. Uh Yeah. Mm -hmm. So was it um, like coconut milk? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Coconut milk. Yeah. Like mint extract. I feed it. I make it for my family all the time and nobody knows there's spinach in it. That's perfect. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But besides that, I love just educating people how we really should be eating clean and why. Mm -hmm. So I guess I didn't um, start with this or go into this yet, but maybe we should explain what paleo is. Sorry, I just assume that everybody knows these things by now, but it's probably a good idea just to, why don't you give us like a quick rundown of what paleo means and like what following a paleo diet looks like. Sure. Uh, Paleo comes from the word paleolithic. Mm -hmm. So eating how our ancestors once ate is pretty much that. That entails eating a gluten-free grain, soy, dairy, corn, processed sugar, free diet. So very clean eating. And a lot of those foods are inflammatory or GMO and harmful to your body. Mm -hmm. And you may not know it now. You may think you tolerate it now, but down the road, more than likely, you'll end up with some condition, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, from the foods you eat. Yeah. 
Um, so soy free, corn free, <laughs> uh, processed sugar free. That is tough to find in a snack food or uh-huh. a, you know, just anything that's going to be on the shelves, on the the inside shelves of the grocery store, right? Like they talk about right. shopping the perimeter and then you've yep. even got that dairy section that you're skipping over then. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it's it's pretty amazing that you can make a shelf-stable paleo product. Um, I just don't think that's... I don't think you have a lot of uh, friends in your corner, <laughs> I guess I should say. Yeah, that's the thing, because that wall of bars is pretty overwhelming for a lot of people. And that's another reason that the word paleo is in my brand, my logo. Yeah. For the people that do know what paleo means and can trust it. And the bar is certified paleo by the Paleo Foundation. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't Uh know that there was a certification. Yeah. So what's the certification process like? It's not difficult. They go through your ingredients and make sure you're legit, really. Oh, okay. And then yeah. you pay a fee every year to... That you're not hiding anything. Yeah, because there yeah. are some other bars out there. I believe there's one in Costco. It's a caveman bar. Yeah, I think I've seen that. But it's not paleo. I think it has rice protein or brown rice syrup or something. Oh, that's, okay. Rice isn't paleo. Neither is any of those syrups. Is that because they're processed or... Rice is a grain. Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the syrup is probably like a, I'm not sure, sugar. Yeah. Probably. It, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's just another kind of. Another word for sugar. Another word for sugar. Exactly. Yeah. So I like, you don't have to be celiac to eat my bar. You don't have to be gluten-free. Mm-hmm. You just may want to eat healthy and clean. And But if you are celiac, you can trust that the bar is safe to eat because it's made in a dedicated gluten-free kitchen and that it certified. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay. So since we've talked about ingredients, I kind of thought it would be interesting just to read your ingredients really quick. So this is the Paleo Eats Coconut Cacao Bar, and it says a coconut and cacao gluten-free, dairy-free energy bar. And I just had this this morning, and it is so tasty. It is so good. It was like... Thank you. I'm like eating a cookie. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, Thank you. Sometimes with bars that are quote unquote healthy, mm-hmm. there's they try to put like spirulina or spinach or something else that gives it like an off aftertaste. Um, or maybe it's the way that they're made. I don't know. But mm-hmm. this had none of that. It was just yummy all the way through. <laughs> Thank you. So anyway, I thought that was notable. Yeah. Um, so the ingredients are organic coconut flakes, organic almonds, raw honey, organic extra virgin olive oil, organic dairy-free dark chocolate chips, which are organic chocolate liqueur, organic cane sugar, organic cocoa butter, organic vanilla, organic dates, organic coconut flour, organic sunflower seeds, raw shelled, organic raw cacao powder, milled organic flax seed, organic palm sugar, Organic maple syrup, organic vanilla extract, pure almond extract, and Himalayan pink sea salt. And it does contain almond and coconut for anyone that has allergies. But that's a lot of the word organic. <laughs> yes, I haven't got that certification yet. That's awesome. Yeah, no. It's coming. That one, can that takes a while. Actually, my husband works, in, um, works for Oregon Tilth, who certifies organic oh, cool. farms and farmers and producers. But... So I, I know a little bit about that. I just know that it's it's a process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not ready. <laughs> yeah. And I know that it's 
it can be cost prohibitive too for some for some businesses and stuff. So yeah, it's not always like being certified organic is great, but I think making a good product is even better. So if getting certified organic is gonna hold you up, right? I would just start, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's my un, unprofessional opinion, but mm-hmm. well, I'm hoping people are reading their labels and then they can see. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think anybody that cares about organic certification is probably reading labels. Right. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, was there anything that is there anything that stands out to you about being a woman in particular in the food industry that you wanted to address, like? I'm just curious if that's made a difference at all or maybe not. I don't know if it's made a difference. It's brought the challenges of balancing family life and work. Now mm-hmm. that I'm my own boss with three kids. Yeah. So it, yeah. that is because I work from home, so I'll sit down and work and then I'll look over at the dishes I should do and you know, run to soccer practice, run to dance, run to, I run a lot. <laughs> so just trying yeah. to balance, balance is challenging. As I a, think most moms probably huh? run a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like everyone else. So, um, but I have quite a few women mentors in town that mm-hmm. have been so cool with helping me from the beginning Jen with Jem, she helped me back in 2012. She helped me a lot. Um, Is that Jem's nut butters? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll yeah. Link to her just from where shoulders. I can source my almonds, where I can get this and that, and what they do. Jamie with Hum Kombucha sat down with me many times. Yeah, um, I work with Hum Kombucha. Yeah, love love them. Yeah, um, we had Michelle on episode two. Yes, mm-hmm. sweet. She's sweet. Patricia from Straw Propeller Oatmeal. She's sat down with me a few times, too. So everyone's been so cool at helping me with... I have had no business background. I am the medical girl. So I've had to learn along the way. Yeah. So the mentors have been huge. Yeah, they are. They're amazing. I think Mm -hmm. building your network and getting some good advice is... um, Mm -hmm. It's not just great for the practical things, like where to buy the nuts and things like that but also just for the support just to know that I'm not in this alone yes. you know these women have done it before and mm-hmm. and um, it can be done basically right, right. You know? yeah and I belong to a few food groups yeah or one food group in town the Central Oregon Food and Beverage Cluster okay so I'm on the steering committee there which is cool to have a lot of support in town and to provide education. And I'm also part of a, it's called Naturally Bend. So there's Pacific Herbs, Axiology, Lipstick, Color Kitchen, and Healthy Hoo Hoo. We are all um, a group of women who have natural products. Yeah, I think I've heard of Healthy Hoo Hoo. Awesome. Um, that looks like an awesome product. Yes. Yeah, I'll yeah. link to that in the show notes. It's a little. <laughs> Off topic, you but need to have her on. Yeah. Oh, Stacey. yeah. Yeah. She's she a kid. She'd be funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with kind of meeting with mentors and um, building your community, is there anything else that you feel like you've, you've, do you want to talk maybe about just anything that you've struggled with or anything that you've kind of like 
figured out um, <laughs> successes and, and struggles since starting your business? I have learned that it takes passion to keep going because I've had multiple challenges, really. And without that passion and dedication, I can see where people just give up. And I definitely have the passion. So I've learned um, how important that is. Does it, do you think that stems from just your love of baking and also the education, wanting to educate other people? And Yeah, and I think it stems too from my middle son who actually still has a lot of issues mm. from leaky gut and other things. I'm always learning. Yeah. <laughs> always. I, uh, Trying new story. things. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he likes to, he wants to eat what everyone else is eating. So, yeah. you know, being in second grade, if he's all of a sudden this rash appears on his arm, I know he's sneaking food at school and it's kind of an ongoing issue for me with yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, uh, second grade, you know, yeah. of course they want to eat the cupcake. Like, I know, I know. It's tough. It is so hard. Yeah. So learning how to heal his gut and sharing that information I learn. I think, um, I feel like there's a, there is kind of a gap in the market now as we're learning more about allergens and paleo and um, just eating cleaner. There's been a ton of resources out there People have been writing cookbooks and creating, like yourself, creating new products that are helping us uh, eat this way. But mm-hmm. it's it's easier for adults to say, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to heal myself. Right. But like, what do we do for the kids? They don't, <laughs> Yeah. you know, they, um, like you said, they just want to eat what everybody else is eating. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they have the... I don't know. Willpower. Discipline, willpower. <laughs> Discipline. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're just they're just kids. They just want to be kids and eat like kids. And um, mm-hmm. so that is, I'm just kind of like as we're talking, realizing that how challenging that really would be, and how do we help kids more? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is, but that's why you try and find yeah. foods that are comparable to, let's say. A cliff bar, you know, mm-hmm. my kids still eat my bars, but just finding an alternative that is healthy and just as good. Yeah. Like your mint ice cream with spinach. Like my mint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They love it. Yeah. No, that's a great example. And I've seen too, a couple of, of cookbooks that, that do really try to appeal to families and, mm-hmm. and give recipes and stuff for kids. But then, you know, they're not at your house all the time. They're not at home all the time and they're. Exactly. Out there in the world. So yeah. my daughter's great. She'll say, I can't have that, you know. Mm-hmm. She's good, but my my middle guy is give it to me. <laughs> yeah. Mom's not here. Yeah. And I guess it's like that letting go piece as a parent, uh, it's hard. But like maybe at some point they'll say it's not worth it to me anymore to have mm-hmm. a rash, you know, or to mm-hmm. feel icky or whatever, and I'd rather just say no. Mm-hmm. I mean, my hope is he'll like get there. at some point he'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Because I remind him, does it feel good to have a tummy ache? No, maybe we don't sneak that again. Okay. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Well, I guess since we're talking about kids, I did want to. I want to go back and talk a little bit more about um, being a mom and being a business owner, just because that's something that's on my mind too. 
Um, so you, you're still working with your co-packer mm-hmm. out of Salem, right? Yes. So what does working from home look like for you? Like what are, <laughs> um, you know, are you like managing social media? Are you on your website? Like what's kind of a day in the life of oh, working from funny. home? <laughs> <laughs> right? What's your yeah. quote unquote routine? Like I have one? No, there's, uh, I don't have one. But anyways, I'm curious if you do. I'm working really hard to have a routine, like scheduling my day better. But um, well, I, I take the kids to school. Mm-hmm. They have to be at school by nine, and I try and schedule all my meetings in the mornings. Mm-hmm. I belong to Opportunity Knox, so we do have yeah. a meeting once a month. I try to um, do as much work as I can in the morning, and that includes social media and orders I may have to fill and going to the post office. And Do you handle the subscription orders? I do. It's just me. Yeah. I do everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I try and allocate as much as I can, mm-hmm. like graphic design and website. But um, yeah, it's just me. Yeah. So I do like my Instagram posts at night in bed. Yep. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Facebook in the morning. Um do you use anything to like help you manage social? Like I just started using this website called later.com, Ooh, which I is, heard of that. it's just helps you schedule Instagram posts. So, um, you can put everything in there ahead of time and then you can see like, if you have an Instagram business account, when your people are typically on Instagram. Cool. And that's, that's just through Instagram. But so um, you can use later to kind of schedule, like people are always on Instagram at three or whatever, and you're not, you're, you're picking right. the kids up or something, you know, you don't have time uh-huh. to get into Instagram at that three. So you can schedule your posts to post when people are going to see it is kind of the whole idea. Um, very cool. No, nope. but anyway, <laughs> don't use those. <laughs> I just I, started experimenting with it. I, yeah, I need to take the time to learn how to use them and then I'm sure it would be very helpful. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Facebook, I just started scheduling posts through Facebook, just going into the Facebook and yeah. writing the posts and, and hitting schedule. I will of, do that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, social media is a challenge just because it's so easy to get lost in there. Yeah. In that world. I do love doing it. That's one thing I yeah. haven't really allocated out because I want it to be personal and tie in mm-hmm. to what is important to me, what I want people to know. Well, when you had to take your, you know, when you were trying to find a co-packer and you kept your social media up, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, Mm -hmm. shows that you love that. So true. Yeah. You know, maybe you don't ever delegate that. Yeah. There's, I think there's things you could delegate that don't give you joy, you know, exactly that are not your, not something that you find fun. Right. So just not good at. Yeah. (laughs) Or just not in your wheelhouse. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think, you know, you don't have to delegate out everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Keep no. some stuff that you like. So, let's see. We talked about struggles. Did we? Then no, I don't want to skip over anything. Um, well, struggles have been just really doing all this on my own, I guess. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That's been a struggle for me, too, honestly, is like... Um, yeah, just trying to, f- just figuring it out, I guess, as I go along and then kind of realizing like, oh, I need to 
you know, renew this license or I need to find an accountant or I need to, mm-hmm. and it's, um, it can be overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. Yeah. That's why it's important to really love what you do. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's times you're like, why am I doing this? It's, it's because I love it. Mm-hmm. I can handle it. But so are there any other, um, struggles or like barriers in educating people that you've had to deal with? Yes. <laughs> the they call it the SAD, the standard American diet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or let's see the AHA, the American Heart Association. Those two mostly the AHA have kind of brainwashed everybody that you need to have grains in your diet and you need to eat don't eat fat, don't eat butter, eat margarine. Um <laughs> So trying to educate people that there are good fats out there for you, grass-fed butter, even though I know it's dairy, it's actually called primal if you eat full-fat grass-fed dairy, Mm. is good for you. Um, So a lot of people look at my bar and see, oh, there's fat in it. Well, it's Mm -hmm. fat from the coconuts, the coconut oil, the almonds. So it's all good fat. Yeah, that will keep you satisfied so you're not hungry after you eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and then the calories. A lot of people look at that and get scared too, but it's more like a meal bar. Yeah. You don't, yeah. It's, I was going to ask you that too. Is it like a meal, it's meal replacement or a snack? Right. You would, and you would say it's replacing a meal, right? More so, yeah. 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 Well, it, you don't have to eat two of them to feel full. Right. Satisfying. I noticed that too. I'm not hungry. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> but I think everyone is so scared of fat. And I remember back in the day, it was low-fat everything. They had those Snackwell cookies, you know? Yes, I remember those. But just full of sugar and uh-huh. chemicals. And um, yeah, it's it's difficult. It seems like the people that are realizing that their health, something's wrong with their health, whether they've been recently diagnosed with some sort of autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a thyroid condition or arthritis, then they're like, okay, yeah, I gotta change the way I eat. Yeah, I was reading that book, Grain Brain. Oh, have you read that? Yes, book? I have. Yeah, I'll link to it in the show notes. It was it was good. What is so good? Did you like it? Oh, love him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it? By I have Muter? another book of his too, David Perlmuter or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um. And he talks about fat a lot yes. and how your brain needs fat. Yeah. Your to brain function. is like 60% fat, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. And consuming good fat versus um, not good or, you know. Right. Trans fat, saturated fat or whatever. Um, yeah. The saturated is good. Trans fat. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um Anyway, I just thought that was a really good, if anybody wants to learn more about fats and just, I mean, he's fairly paleo and what he recommends, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, At least grain-free. Yeah, grain-free. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, it's, that's an interesting resource. Um, yeah, he follows me on Instagram. I love that. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's, that's awesome. It's like... Celebrity status. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The thing with fat, with the, the fat-free 
or low fat, like you said, is they, they have to put, and I think he makes this point in his book too, is that in order to make it palatable mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm, for especially for the American palate, is mm-hmm. you have to add something else back in. So yep. it's typically sugar yep. is what they yeah. fill that with. Exactly. Um, which is inflammatory, so yeah. Yes. Um, they say that's the major cause of heart disease now. Sugar. sugar. Wow. And people think it's fat. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, they just keep learning new things. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's kind of like, you kind of have to hold on and be like, what's next? Yeah. But I feel like we've come a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, so. so what are those, can you think of any like, particular things that happen or moments when you think to yourself, I love this or I love what I do. I love doing events and demos. I mm. love the people that walk up with doubt in their <laughs> in their eyes when they see the word paleo and think it's meat mm. or it's going to taste bad or like cardboard. Because I know there's a lot of bad tasting bars out there. I'm always trying them to see what other people are doing and then to persuade them to try it if they don't want to. And then to see how surprised they are that they like it Mm -hmm. and they're asking me where they can buy it. It's fun. Is that like, I like the social. Yeah. Yeah. And earlier when you said you like to shock people, I love, yeah. Is that part of shocking too? Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) come on, try it. Yeah. Yeah. I just did a first Friday with um, Clementine downtown. Oh yeah. Had so much fun. Mm-hmm. So many people and a lot of people. I brought my coffee and chai because a lot of people haven't tried the new ones. Like they're afraid to try them. Mm-hmm. So that was cool too to see how much everyone loved it. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, that's fun. Do you do any? Um, how often are you doing events? Would you say is it like a couple a month or sporadic? Very sporadic. Yeah. 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 It depends on family mm-hmm. what's going sports on sports and vacations and yeah yeah I try to do as much as I can during the school year when the kids are in school mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah. um did you ever so you yeah I just asked that because I remember Randy talking so much about doing tons of farmers markets and things like that but yeah I'm I'm gonna get back into it this summer I did take last summer off mm-hmm. I I like to do the northwest crossing one so I wanted to kind of find out too if you had any <clears throat> big plans for the future of Paleo Eats, like new products or expanding. I know you were just named by Paleo Magazine as one of the top three Paleo bars, yes. right? So that's Super exciting. Excited, yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about that. No, you have to be nominated first. Okay. So I was super thrilled just to be nominated because I had never been before. So I believe there were six or eight bars that were nominated, and then everyone voted from there. And so I beat out Simple Square, which was cool, Mm -hmm. and Julianne Bakery has a paleo bar, so I beat out them. So now I really know who my competition is, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) People always say that. The RX bar got first, which was cool. They have a lot of flavors. Mm. And... Primal Kitchen mm-hmm. got second place, which is Mark Sison's bar, who's the paleo guru, like mm-hmm. the Primal Blueprint. So he's got a lot of marketing, a lot of power behind. And then 
little me got third. Fine. You're in Mark. really good company. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, that's exciting. Excited. So that's yeah. out in the magazine right now. That's great. So which issue was that? The summer. The summer issue. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Paleo Eats is available, or Paleo Magazine is available internationally. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Based out of Bend. And, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'll link to them too in the show notes. They're, um, and they have recipes and articles. and oh, It's an awesome magazine. Yeah. Pretty much Paleo Living. Yeah. Right? And I believe there's a, the wellness doctor does an article, and he's in Bend also. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. He's really into paleo. Awesome. Um, but another thing I am working on is I have a lot of interest in Norway right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so I'm working on a contract with a Norway distributor. Okay, great. They don't have anything paleo over there. Yeah. So yeah. Is there, and what do you think the market for paleo is over there? I guess it's got to be what did, there, right? Tell me. They, he said something like, we have that one energy bar, what do you call it? Snickers? Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> so oh. they are so excited to have something that's healthy and tastes good over there. Yeah. So we'll see. We got to make sure the pri- we can get the price point yeah. dialed because shipping's pretty spendy. Right. Yeah. But so that's excited to go international there. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, very cool. That's that's huge. Yeah. Um do you think your social media or anything would change? Would you like gear some stuff towards Norway or translate some posts or something? That's funny you say that because my distributor has already started an Instagram account. It's called Paleo Eats. Paleo Energy Oh my gosh. I'll have to double check, but it's, I think it's Paleo, Paleo Energy Bar Norge. Oh yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So they've been taking pictures of their CrossFit athletes and I've been sponsoring a, three of the ladies over there. They've hired photographers and they're doing um, lots of photos for yeah. me and posting them there. And then, yeah. then I'll share some of those. That's it's great. pretty cool. That's really cool. How do you find athletes to sponsor? Either in not in Norway, but maybe just in the US. How do you So do and that? this is one of my faults right now because I am so busy just keeping up on my athletes. Um goal of mine to get more organized. But I have Cody Anderson, who's CrossFit athlete in Redmond here. Mm, cool. Who's going to the regional games. So he is actually how I got connected to Norway. Okay. He went to Norway and took my bars and stayed with this guy and he fell in love with my chai mm, bar yeah, and wanted to make something happen. And my other athlete is on the East Coast and he's a jiu-jitsu athlete. So we're working on, I need to get some patches made for his gi. That's a project I need to, yeah. <laughs> to get back on, but I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, and he found me, actually. He was... He's working for him, I think, and was in the brewery and saw my bars oh, there. Cool. And okay. he also fell in love with them and wanted to work with me. Yeah. So he found me. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I know that you started without any food experience, really, um, coming from the medical field, like we've talked about. Do you have any good advice for somebody that 
wants to kind of do what you're doing or get into a food product or the food industry of their choice? Is there, what would you say to somebody just starting out or who maybe even like if they just have a passion for this and they're not sure what to do with it yet? Oh, my advice would be to definitely reach out to people. And that's what I did. Yeah. (laughs) You know, oh, Hum's got it figured out. I'm going to go find Jamie, Mm -hmm. Michelle, and uh, just reaching out to these people because most of them want to help. Mm -hmm. I know I've had quite a few people reach out to me and we'll meet for coffee or whatever. And just reaching out to other business owners. Mm -hmm. There's so many in Bend. There is. Yeah. Yeah. There's a ton. You know, I have to say when I started this podcast, I didn't know. I didn't even know how many there were and there are a ton. And so it's been, it's been amazing. Like, uh, yeah, I, I just think this community is awesome and, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. it's been surprising how willing people are. Mm -hmm. Um, it shouldn't be, but, but it's very (laughs) surprising in such a great way. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And there's other resources like Edco has been a huge help for me. What's Edco? Economic Development. Oh, okay. Central Oregon. Yeah. yeah. And I believe they have a new website that has a, not, a lot of links to other resources, okay. too. Yeah. I'll link to them, too. Yeah. Um, and the food and beverage cluster, I think mm-hmm. I mentioned, I'm on the steering committee for. That would be something I would invite them to our meetings or events that will be happening soon, once a month. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Yeah. Self-educating online. There's yeah. A lot of that. <laughs> a lot of Googling. <laughs> a lot of Googling. I swear, that's like half my, <sighs> when I was first starting, it was just to the internet. What, how do you start a business? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just whatever it was. Yeah. Yes. I was just looking up online mm-hmm. and, um, and then people would just be like, how did you do that? Or how did you figure that out? And it's like, well, it started with the Google search. Yeah. And it went from there, you know? Yeah. Um, so thankfully we have that resource now. Right. It wasn't always. Right. And there are kit. there's Around. gotta be gluten-free still, I believe. It rents out kitchen space for people mm-hmm. if it's a gluten-free product. And there yeah. are other kitchens in town too. Yeah. I was considering um, renting a kitchen to do, not gluten-free, it was just gonna be um, like really good bread and baked goods and stuff because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the Redmond Farmer's Market. Uh-huh. But there's not, um, I kind of looked into it and there was, there's one here that's kind of makes it cost prohibitive for somebody that's just oh, yeah. a home baker. Um, they wanted you to have a whole bunch of insurance, mm-hmm. like personally, like they, they, like the facility wasn't going to insure you you had to mm-hmm. I don't know if that's typical I had to go out and get insurance yeah maybe it's the okay. same maybe mm-hmm. so maybe I just didn't know right what it was <laughs> so there's that I was like oh there's insurance <laughs> there's a sticker shock there okay <laughs> um yeah I, I remember yeah. having your the kitchen has to be inspected not just the kitchen for everybody but every business renting out of that kitchen oh, okay. I'll never forget the day yeah, inspector came. Yeah, and this white lab coat and this clipboard and oh jeez, it turned out to be super easy, but it's intimidating though. It, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I would be nervous. 
They said, oh, he parks far away, and then he just appears. He just appears in his lab coat and his clipboard, and he won't smile. And like, I got him to smile. Yeah. (laughs) Towards the end. (laughs) It's like your personal goal. Like, I'm going to crack this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I love it when I see him in Whole Foods walking around. I'm like, I know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh Yep. Well, I love that. I love what you said about just reaching out to your community and and self-education. I think those are things that you know, anybody can really can do in any industry and keep doing, you know, no matter how long you've been in business, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. um, it can be easy, especially working from home to, to not get out very much or to, to lose a little bit of touch with some of your community. So I think sure. finding ways to, um, keep engaged mm-hmm. and especially through, um, in-person groups is really great. Right. Right. Um, I know it's helped me a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this has been great having you on. And I just wanted to kind of wrap up by um, having you mention where people can find you and find your bars and sure. follow you on social media. Anything you want to mention? <laughs> well, locally, you can find my bar at a few locations here. Newport Market, Natural Grocers, Food for Less. Whole Foods, Hum Kombucha, Rockin' Dave's, Bond Street Market, both Emerald Smoothie locations, both strictly organic locations, Green Plow, Coffee, Schoolhouse Produce, Tumalo Coffee House, Farmer John's, Three Peaks CrossFit, up in Madras, Market of Choice. And in July, I will be in all the Market of Choices in Oregon. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I am in all the new seasons in Portland, Vancouver. Exciting news with natural grocers. I went from one to 18. So those are growing. That's fabulous. Um, Yeah. That's a great store. I love all those stores. I do too. Yeah. I do too. They're great. So paleoeats.com. You can purchase my bars, Amazon, Wild Mountain Paleo Market, and Fit Boomba is a new one that oh, I'm okay. selling on. And I believe that's it for online. And there's multiple other locations through my distributors yeah. that I sell. Great. And on social media, where can people follow you? Sure. Facebook is Paleo Eats. Instagram is Paleo Eats Energy Bar. Okay. And LinkedIn, Paleo Eats. And Twitter, I don't. I'm not very active on. Yeah. It's Paleo Eats, I believe. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then what about the um, Norway Instagram? Yeah, Norway Instagram, Paleo Eats Energy Bar dot Norge, N O R G E. Okay, great. I'll link to that just in case there's any Norway yeah. people out there yeah. that are curious. So thank you. Yeah. Um, well, this is going to be episode seven. And you can find show notes for this episode at pickljarstudios.com slash toughcookiepodcast. And you can follow us on Instagram at toughcookiepodcast. And if you have a few minutes, would you please leave us a rating and review in iTunes? Because it really helps um, other people and Mm -hmm. other businesses and Mm -hmm. other women-owned businesses find us. So we want to keep growing our community. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Those are two that blended. Blah, blah. Um, Okay, well, blah.
Let's try that word. This is what I'm talking about. I get to the end and I'm like, I'm yeah, done. I think you've done. I was going to add, I had words and they're not there. But yeah, I was eating one of your bars and just being like, oh, that's so good. I'm so hungry. <laughs> hungry.